All right, boyos, we're about 30 seconds out from our jump over Verdansk. When we hit the ground, may the good Lord be with us on the battlefield. May your aim be true and your head clear. I want to take this moment to read each of you a little something I wrote for the occasion. Hunter, I got my first real six string, bought it at the five and dime, played it till my fingers bled. Was the summer of 69. Believe it or not, that's what I call the fall of 2010. (laughs) Brooks, Brooks, I just wanted to say, oh yeah, back in the summer of 69. Oh, it was the summer of 69. Oh yeah, me and my baby in 69. Oh, it was the summer, the summer, the summer of 69. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as much as I like that number, sure. And as much as there's there's nothing that pumps me up more than some John Cougar Mellencamp uh, before we have to go into battle. That's uh, definitely who wrote it. I uh, I just uh, is it not? Who is it? Bruce Springsteen? Whatever. Fuck Brian this. Adams. Whatever. Brian Adams. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, back <laughs> to my uh, well rehearsed and scripted intro here. Uh, I've just received a, a note that uh, today's uh, Battle Royale has been canceled uh, due to the impending doom of the coronavirus. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, so we're not going to be jumping today. Oh, <laughs> um, okay, well. So, you know, maybe... Turn this plane look, around. Huh? Yeah, yeah we'll I, I take back what I said about the summer of 69, then. Let's, yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. shut it Stand down. Stand by it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> summer right. of 69, more, more like uh, 169 people infected on this plane, am I right? Yeah, we shouldn't joke about bad things. No, no. What are you going to do? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to What's in the Box, the Xbox News, Reviews, Theories, and Conspiracies podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh Hutton, and today on the show, we're reviewing Call of Duty Warzone, which dropped this Tuesday. But before we get to that, a bit of news. Hunter, why don't you take take, ah, take the lead here and tell us about another event that was canceled by the coronavirus, aside from our Battle Royale. Yeah, so E3 is no more ever for the rest of time. Well, at least for this year. But I'll hold Shit. that thought for just a second. So last night on last night on the tenth, Devolver Digital uh, tweeted out. Uh, Devolver Digital makes uh, like Serious Sam. They make a whole bunch of stuff. I'm not real familiar with most of their games, but Serious Sam is the one I'm most familiar with. Uh, just tweeted out, cancel your E3 flights and hotels, y'all, and that's it. And then this morning, uh, by like 10.30, E3 is canceled for this year. So, real quick, like Devolver Digital is planning on doing a live stream, uh, Devolver Direct press conference type deal. So, that's what most people are probably going to do. But uh, ESA that put on E3 put out a released a press statement and, among other things, canceled the operation, right? And, quote... We'll be looking to coordinate an online experience to showcase industry announcements and news in June 2020. So that seems like a like a final nail in the coffin, the last straw, if you will, because uh, you know we've covered a few stories over the last few weeks of some turbulence going in there. Anyways, like Sony wasn't going to be wasn't a part of it last year. They weren't going to be a part of it this year. Last year, it's like, well, maybe they didn't have much to show. I thought it was personally a little bit strange. They weren't going to be there at all this year with the PS five coming out. And we don't know shit about like, we don't even know what the fucker looks like, you know? So I was like, you're not going to be there at all. Even just to showcase that. I thought that was a bit, a bit strange, but uh, so like they weren't coming in. Jeff Keighley of uh, what is it? Something Coliseum. I can't fucking remember. Yeah, yeah, Damn it's it. E3 Coliseum. Yeah. Oh, right. E3 Coliseum. Okay, cool. Like, he had dropped out. A handful of people, uh, or a handful of stuff has been, seems to have been falling yeah, these, apart. these marquee things. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so. Yeah, it was going to uh, be a weird one no matter what. Um, yeah, I did see today right. that the uh, Xbox boss, Phil Spencer, tweeted out that they would do um, what you said Devolver Digital was doing and host a, a digital unveiling of a lot of their content and stuff. Uh, they said they would announce dates and times later. Right. Right. And so it, it begs the question, like, 
why like is this going to be around next year you know what i'm saying like how much longer are they going to be doing this big conference anyways you know what i'm saying like the if you can do all of it online i mean there's a, there'd be an, an argument to be made where uh like it's made uh, our, our friend paul tassie uh yeah. at forbes mentioned yeah uh, he's a great kisser mentioned mentioned that e3 will have to make the case that the show a great kisser <laughs> uh, agreed yeah. Uh, E3 have to make the case that the show's focus on live connection between gamers, journalists, and developers is worth the price of admission uh, and all the fuss, right? So that, that's a quote from the article from Forbes, which is really good. Kotaku also has a really good article uh, on this kind of stuff. So that's the question, right? Are they even going to do this next year and just find out a way? Because like the first part of it, you could do all that they usually do where it's a lot of these reveals and stuff and trailers the uh, first day or so. Like you could do that all online. The other part of the demos and stuff at the later part, the late last half of E3 is going to be a little bit more difficult to do. It's not going to be as smooth a transition, you know? So like, that's the main deal, but like, what's it going to turn into? Like, are they like next year? I just wonder if they're going to be able, they're going to pick up like any old E3, you know, and, and try to do it right. like they've been doing it uh, next year. So that's, that's the question, right? I was just going to say, I hope they don't switch to just a straight like digital platform for it because I'm not going to be able to don my furry suit and brush elbows with other weirdos that way. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. It's one of the right. few places can... I feel extremely confident doing that. At and... Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. what do you use your still has... when you're doing oh, yeah. thing? That's a much more important question. Uh, What's your first Sona? Yeah, my first Sona is a prairie dog. Yeah, what's that? Uh, I don't think you need to know that. That's something for my journal. Classy. It has to do with holes, though. I bet it does, bud. I bet it does. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I hope that the event continues just because I, I like seeing all that information come out at one point in the year. I like kind of the just just the history, the ceremony of it. But at the same time, if all of these people see like, oh, we didn't really need that, and they really saw these digital presentations, yeah, it's going to be a tough sell for any of them to even do it next year. Um, right. And so I, I mean, I, I do think it's becoming increasingly irrelevant for sure. But there are a lot of things that are irrelevant and a lot you know parades are irrelevant um speeches half the time are irrelevant i mean parades are one of the few ways you're gonna get free candy outside of halloween okay well i don't think i, I stand corrected around. yeah okay yeah so we'll see uh bricks why don't you take us on to the next story here um so overwatch uh, and blizzard have some news this week why don't you fill us in uh yeah, um, Randy Pitchford's at it again. Oh, oh shit! Fuck! Yeah. All because of him. Overwatch's lead writer's leaving after twenty years. You know, you farting, you farting guy's face, and and he throws twenty years down the drain. Um, that didn't happen. That actually didn't happen. Uh, it had nothing to do with Randy Pitchford. Uh, Michael Chu, Overwatch's uh head writer for twenty years with Blizzard. He's worked on Diablo three. Um, numerous other games is is leaving the company, so he will no longer be with Blizzard. Um, doesn't seem like anything has really happened. Um, he said he he wants to continue to you know be creative and work on other worlds, um, other video game and uh, fiction fiction worlds out there. So um, yeah, but he's gone. Did a lot for yeah. Overwatch. Um, a lot of their short comics. Um, a, a really most of uh, the creative process behind Overwatch with the characters' backstories and stuff he's been at the helm of. Um, and that's a pretty popular part of Overwatch. Oh, for sure. So it's kind of going to be interesting to see going forward where he... W w not only where he goes and what, what he does, but kind of how Overwatch continues down that path. And I'm sure they have a great team of writers there, and I don't I don't foresee much changing. Um, sure. from that creative lens. Um, but it is interesting that he's, that he's gone after, you know, 20 years with the company. Um, so I'll read you his tweet real quick. He, he also linked a much longer, um, 
written script of just looking back at, at his time, his 20 years with Blizzard. Um, and in his tweet, he just said, 20 years after first walking through the doors at Blizzard, I'm moving on to new adventures. Overwatch has been an amazing experience and one that I will treasure forever. Thank you to everyone for your support over the years. Um, Talk about a feather in your cap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, uh, especially when we read so much news uh, <laughs> Well, on this podcast, it's like people leaving, leaving for negative reasons. Right. Uh, so, um, you know, they said he, he, he's pretty emotional about it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where, where he'll go and where the direction of, of Overwatch will kind of go in that again, under that creative lens. Sure. Um, and what was his name one more time, Josh? Michael Chu. Bless you. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you gotta, you gotta start paying. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so right into that uh, also uh, coming out of Overwatch, some more news, and that is that they have canceled all of their league events for March and April. Uh, so it, it seems like everybody's just shutting down. Um, this is again in concern with the coronavirus that has been upgraded as of today uh to a global pandemic <laughs> yeah so i already got iceland for the record so yeah. iceland's gone greenland maybe greenland yeah greenland's gone it's greenland not even is there gone. anymore it's gone dude it's not there anymore well shit um yeah, no word gone. on madagascar yet i was just going to do it uh oh. well they got less than the or more than the coronavirus to worry about because I don't know I when like Kyle's it. plane landed, but he's probably tearing that place <laughs> a new one, licking ice cream, <laughs> other, dropping birds, other Kyle things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, taking but, feet pits and shit. Yeah, we forgot to mention that Kyle is gone this week. He's in Florida, uh, a swampy and horrible, disease-ridden place where he will most definitely get the coronavirus before he comes. God, I hope not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, he's our friend. <laughs> I mean, I wish the best for him, but I mean, you know, it's 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 up That's, to God now. It's Florida. I mean, he chose Florida. He knew he's, he's flipping a coin every time he shows up, coronavirus or not. I mean, Florida, you might come back with a gunshot wound. You might come back with coronavirus. You might come back addicted to meth. And who the fuck knows? It's Florida. Well, he's, he's trained. Um, yeah, in, Kyle. We uh, hope you're doing doing well out there. Um, we'll see. Uh, so yeah, they're they're going into hiatus. Um, still still working to determine when and where the games are going to be made up. Um, they do plan to make them up. They said uh, in in this statement, we're working hand in hand with our teams to see that all matches are played when it's safe and logistically feasible, staying as close to our originally planned schedule as possible. Uh, we are considering the various options available to esports in this effort, so that all teams, including those previously impacted by scheduling changes in China can get back to doing what they do best. Uh, the games will be made up at a, you know, at a date decided in the future. And um, before we jumped on the podcast, I also got a notification on my phone that uh, the NBA is, is suspending the regular season. Um, really? saw that. I, I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah. Wow. yeah so um, this is, this is kind of becoming a quite a deal um, and how it's impacting um uh, you know, sports, esports across the, sports the world. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting. Um, kind of scary. We'll see kind of what happens. Uh, from yeah. Here. But we've also seen companies enact work from home policies. Like basically all of the bulk of Bungie's employees are working from home right now. Microsoft has allowed its a lot of its employees work from home. Um, Nintendo as well. I mean, it's a lot of people taking probably the move. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably a little early to like fucking panic, but it is not, it is the right time to take some precautions, you know? Sure. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Unless, you know, unless you're, unless you're taking the outlook of it's getting, you know, old people and, uh, we need some population control anyways. So, you know, maybe get out there and start coughing. How old is Randy Pitchford? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, 
Don't sue me, Randall. Uh, yeah, you know, I can't sue us yet. He's not going to. You're well, okay. that's true. Yeah, that's that's probably we're fair. fishing. We're fishing for something <laughs> we're never going to catch, bud. <laughs> He's a but big I'll, fish. I'm catch that I one. want I want the public notoriety of getting sued by Randy Pitchford as much as the next guy, but I just don't think it's gonna fucking happen. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm good. I am a masturbator. Oh, another oldie. Woo! Oh, we're on classic. The classic. Yeah, I uh, I'm not. Uh, everybody's panicking, but I've got I've got stuff stashed up because I'm just paranoid all the time, and now everybody else is freaking out. I'm like, yeah, welcome to my world. Like this is me all the time. I'm always worried about shit. That's <laughs> what I call Tuesday. Paranoid enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nobody's scared enough, anyways. Like, yes, there's thing. Yeah, you should probably be scared of just shit in general. So, I'm just glad everybody's on my level now. Just keep them clean and close. Like fucking sick, man. It's it's gonna be real boring the next couple of months. There ain't I shit. Got, Everything's as long canceled. as they keep the servers up. Can they do? Can they keep servers up from home? That's yeah. a question. Can yeah. servers can servers catch <laughs> the coronavirus? I mean, they work in restaurants. Even better, even around quite better. a they bit do, of customer base. So. They do work in restaurants. Um, <laughs> hmm, interesting. Interesting. Shit. Um, Anyways, Josh, speaking of uh, something that hasn't been affected by the coronavirus yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Destiny 2 Season of Worthy dropped uh, Tuesday. And I'm, I'm going to talk about the good and the bad. And so much of this is still in the air because with their seasonal model, they release stuff essentially every week. And so it's kind of hard to get a read on it this early. Um, but the good... The like battle pass stuff, the rewards in that this time, I think are excellent, up to par with the what they've done the last couple of seasons. Uh, definitely worth the the price of admission there. Um, some really cool cosmetics this time around. They did massive uh, user interface changes that I think will make the game make a lot more sense, particularly to new players. And it'll be a nice, more organized experience for, for people who've been playing for a long time, but it's much, much easier to track quests and what type of quests they are. And, um, and because I've been on D2 since it came out and I'm confused. Yeah. So, sure. you know, like, I mean, I've taken, I've taken spans of breaks from it, but every time I get on, I'm like, what the fuck is yes. going on? So I haven't been on, I haven't been on since this update yesterday, but uh, I take your word for it. So I, I am glad about that because I'm familiar with the interface and with how the game plays. And there's still half the time I'm just lost as lost as anything. You have to have a Sherpa, yeah. a right. Sherpa like Josh to get you through it. Yeah. And yeah. So I, I really think you, you gotta have a friend you can harass with mundane questions. <laughs> and so some of the changes they did is like, um, so like the new light experience, if you're coming in, you're playing the free to play, it has its own tab of like those quest steps and stuff. And then exotic quests have their own tab now and uh, story quests have their own tab and so on and so forth, different Beat. bounties and stuff. Uh, so it just looks a lot cleaner, much more easy to manage. Um, and then, so whenever they released their roadmap, they said out of the gate, hey, we're making this intentionally vague because last season we received a lot of feedback that we showed you too much. So we want to surprise you. Okay. And when I looked at the roadmap, I was thinking, this doesn't look great. There's not much shit on this. <laughs> and yeah. like, like if you're kind of thinking, am I coming into this? Am I going to sit this season out or whatever? It, I don't think it would have been a very compelling roadmap for you to be like, okay, yeah, I'll hop back into Destiny. Um, unless you have interest in trials, which of course is a huge deal for particularly probably a lot of lapsed players who loved Crucible but just didn't have anything to fucking chase or do after a while. Um, and so I, I think that's kind of what they're banking on this season is like let's improve the overall experience of the game. Let's make some performance upgrades and let's bring trials back. We'll get some lapsed players who really love the PvP, give them a reason to play again. Um, Big lift. That's yeah, and, and 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 frankly, a lot of those people probably have a ton of stuff they haven't done in the game, um, and so for them, it's probably a good time to still get back in if they if you enjoyed the PvP in Destiny. Um, they made some really good sandbox changes. They nerfed weapons like Arantil, Lord of Wolves. Um, I haven't messed with Last Word yet, 
I haven't played a ton of PvP yet. I haven't really got to spend as much time with the game as I'd like to. That one, I'm curious how it plays because um, they did make some changes to it. And then um, Auto's got a buff, and I, I think it is very much an auto rifle meta at the moment, which I don't feel super great about, but so it goes. Um, so if you like Soros Regime and Hard Light, it's a good time to be alive for you in the game. Get out um, the war rig titans. Yes, get out that war rig. Oh shit, does that thing wrong? Um, but the so the biggest criticism I have with it so far is that on the PVE front, really the only content that they've added is is kind of a, a public event um, on a couple different planets, and it's fine. But I mean, like, how much are you going to want to run that? And you also have to rely on just random instancing to get into a group that is actually capable of finishing the thing. Um, that was how that, that deal on the moon was last season, or not exactly. Moon. We would have to load into yeah. it. Yeah, no, you're right. On the moon, when we were trying oh, to on the okay, yeah, the nightmare, yes, uh, sorrows, something shit. I can't altar think of, of sorrows, it. yeah, altar of sorrows, yeah, because that's we tried that several times, and even when we had a full fire team, you know, it was you still needed other people, yeah, you, it was a yeah. motherfucker, yeah, and and so. At this point, the PvE does not look good for this season. We haven't played Trials. I'm hoping it's good. I mean, it's obviously going to be really challenging and tough and probably going to get super tilted playing it. But God willing. Yeah. It, the PvE side looks not so great right now. One thing I will say about what they've done over the last couple of seasons, if you play their little game they set up, because they, they, they've kind of set up these like, hey – Farm this material, donate to this, upgrade this obelisk, or upgrade this control center, and you get these perks or whatever. When you're doing it at first, it's like, God damn, this is, why am I doing this? This is boring. I've done shit like this so many times. And they obviously need to fix that. That is a problem when that feels the same season after season. But the one thing I will say about that is they do reward you for putting in that time. Like, this season, it looks like you'll be able to build up a lot of like planetary materials, a lot of probably legendary shards. It looks like the weapon farm will be pretty substantial once you kind of get things off the ground. So on the front end, it kind of sucks, but toward the end of the season, it's almost like something that's going to run itself um, and kind of the systems they put up. So they, they've designed some pretty interesting like kind of farming systems within the game. Um, but what they need are fun activities and they haven't, as of right now, added any new ones to the game. And so that's, that's kind of a bummer. I've been a little disappointed on that front. We know. So let, uh, the trials of Osiris are, isn't going to be, it's not like a permanent playlist for the season. Right. And so it, it is a permanent playlist from now on, but it's only on weekends. Only on, so every weekend, every weekend. Trials okay. See, I didn't know if they were going to do that, like iron banner uh, right. or what? So that that's what I was a little confused on. So so yes. it's a permanent edition only. On, okay, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. I'm okay with that because that's what yes. I was bummed about. Whenever because we had just briefly spoken about it. Oh, it's been a little while now, and sure. that you said it was just it was just going to be for this weekend. I was like, well, fuck, man. They do this whole <laughs> hype, and what are they going to run this once a month over this over this? Day? <laughs> right. That was kind of a bummer. So that, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, it'll be every weekend, which is great. I mean, because you know you can. That's kind of like a fun thing to add to like the weekend run if you, you play with friends on Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights or whatever. Like right. uh, one of those nights, let's let's take a shot at trials. It just adds kind of a different shape to your evening and stuff. I, I think it's a cool something to look forward to, something challenging to do with your friends. Yeah, we uh, and we kind of spoken about this uh I can't remember if Brooks was was with us at that point. I th I'm hoping that enough people get in there so the pool is a large player base and not just the the comp pool gets in there because uh, if there's a large enough player base then i i think it, it then won't, everyone I mean, will have a good time right and then it won't be just impossible you know but if only a few yes. people in addition to the real competitive players get in they'll get weeded out real quick and it after a very short period of time it's just going to be fucking miserable and impossible so it's yes. one of those deals that if a large number of people get in, it, it'll make it very playable mm -hmm. if that makes any sense and i'm, I'm hoping for that uh, yeah, because I mean we're we're competitive, but I mean I'm not a top top tier 
PvP player, no. you know. But if, you know, if there's uh, a- on Destiny Tracker, if we look at our stats, everybody that's on the podcast right now is in about the top twenty five percent in the game. So uh, you know, we're kind of a big deal. I'll take it. But yeah, there good. are I'll take that. There are very, very good players, ungodly oh, good, that you run into man. way more often than you would think on that game. Uh, oh. That that really humble you quite frequently. That's the truth. <laughs> good, yeah. But, short short version is I'm excited for trials because I'm a masochist. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, I love the comp play. I have a blast doing that. I mean, it, I get frustrated, but I tend to only get frustrated on stuff that I really like and care about. So the longer yeah. it's 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 fun. It, it's the it's longer a, we've played it. It's dude. It's so much better than the the quick play for me. Yes. You know? Yeah. Uh, like, because you and I have had some fucking great nights on comp, and prior to playing to switching over to comp. We'll we'll play some quick play and it's just a fucking nightmare, you know. And we'll go to comp and have a really good run. Yes. So yeah, I've been really enjoying it. I the other day, this is just random. I love the match where like you're just feeling off like the whole game and then the last round. You get a pick on a guy after the your two teammates have been knocked and then you punched the other two to death when they collapsed on yeah. you. you were just no. talking like man i'm having a rough game da, 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 da. Yeah, dude i wasn't feeling yeah, the my biggest fucking clutch point one four i was i got killed 10 times to one uh <laughs> or to one kill myself and uh and then i fucking clutched to the last round with a pick and then just Fucking went, just cry. I just put the gun up and just spam tastic with the melee. Yeah. yeah. Well, they saw it was me because I was clearly playing like dog shit, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna go fuck this guy," and uh, I punched him right, right in the tooth, over and over and over. And I was so shocked that that I should have clipped it, only to have like my KD in with me winning that final round because I had no business doing that to those boys because they were putting it on me all game, and I know. I know I ruined their night over that. One can only hope. <laughs> yeah, it was fun, but like shit like that was was a lot of fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um. So we'll we'll see what happens with this season. I I do think, you know, like you said, like to get that player base healthy and have a lot of people engaging with the activities, you need good PVE content. And when you don't add that in, are you going to retain enough players to? keep the trials player base healthy like um right well that, is it too that, late you know did it did it did too much your player base move on at this point sure. just because you're going to lose players over the years anyways you know and you do this yeah. game as a service and if they would have done it a year ago how much better would it have been i mean with that that runs you into questions of would it have yeah. lasted would the, in the st- where the state of the game was at at a year after release you know i mean would they have been able to do it right or whatever i mean it it's one of those. It's all speculative, yeah. but that's what the podcast is about. Sure, you know. So I don't know why they they seemed like the most momentum they've had in recent memory is like that season of opulence when Menagerie came out, yeah. which wasn't a big expansion or anything, but it was like the most intentional weapon farm they'd ever done, and it brought a lot of people back. It was a fun time to play the game. The PvP meta at that time was pretty good. When though, I came back, yeah, though the Menagerie made it where you could farm air until which then fucked the entire PVP meta. Um, We're still getting dicked over that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, you know, I feel like it had more momentum there than it did when shadow keep came out, when any of these more recent seasons have come out. Um, and so I'm kind of with you. Like if trials had come out during that time, that might've been really the proper the reignition yeah. of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of staggering these, these, really nice features in the game, but um, we'll see fingers yeah. crossed. Right. But we, we hopped into call of duty Warzone this week. That's our feature for this episode. Um, we played for a few hours last night uh, on the launch day and Brooke, since Hunter and I have just been a little chatty cathies, little chatty cats. Why don't you tell us about Because you hopped in. You, you spent a little time with it before uh, we got on. Um, why don't you tell me about some of those initial experiences with those first few games you were playing? Yeah. Um, you know, they when they brought in the Menagerie, they really did a lot 
for, you know, it was, it was the most concise, like, loot farming thing that they've done and really brought, brought a lot of people back to the player base. Boy. Um, which was nice. And now they're, I'm sorry, what? Did you say something, Hunter? Uh, yeah. Oh, we're talking about I a different game. I think my game, connection Hunter? is lagging because. Uh, <laughs> oh, are we moving on from Destiny 2? Well, I just I wanted to make sure I got paid as well. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we're on uh, Bungie's payroll. Gotcha, gotcha. Destiny two, Destiny two, Destiny two, uh, Shadow Keep, uh, Destiny two. Okay. Anyways, uh, Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah, man, uh, I'm liking it. I'm digging it a lot. Uh, it's not much of a change of pace from uh, battle royales, so to speak. Uh, I mean, the guts are there. There are some new things that are thrown in. Um, I talked to some people today that uh, played quite a bit of it as well, and they seem to have some issues I didn't notice with performance because um, I was going to get on my soapbox to talk about the opposite of that. I, I didn't have any issues with lag um, or any server issues at all, it felt like, last night. I, uh, I had a couple very, of matches. Yeah, we had like little tiny because you, I think, got fucked in the gulag one time, which is where you yeah. go when you... You had a lag spike there. We had a lag spike when we dropped in this really hot area one time that got super dodgy. But beyond those just few minor incidents, I for a battle royale launch day for millions of people playing it at the same time, I mean, it was pretty smooth. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it was. It was, and uh, I think it looked very polished. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, I think you know it, it. It had a good flow to it. Um, it just map design's pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. Overall, I think that that just aesthetically um, and, and performance wise, uh, very pleasing. Um, that was something I, I picked up on right out of the gate that I wanted to make a mental mental note of, and uh, I enjoyed the gameplay quite a bit. Um, you know, do we want to explain? I guess just kind of the concept behind it. I mean, it's a battle royale. Sure. But you know, you drop in, um, it's, it's squads of three. You can do one or two if you want and, and choose not to fill your squad if you don't have enough friends. It is likely they will add additional uh, yeah, um, team sizes. I, but. I think player count up to 200 and do squads of four would be cool. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, so you, you drop in, you pick your spot, you jump, you have your parachuting mechanic. Uh, you can cut your shoot and redeploy it uh, infinite amount of times on the way down. Which is great. Um, Love yeah, you that. Start, Everybody starts with a pistol. Um, you can shoot it in the air when you're not sh with your parachuting. Like, so if you cut your shoot, you can, you know, use your pistol. Um, you drop, you pick up loot really quick. Um, it's it's all guns and armor. Your health regenerates on its own, just like in multiplayer. Um, you do have to replace your armor, though. Uh, I didn't think that the armor felt super overpowered by any means the time no, kills um, was good. feels just about perfect in this game uh, i agree i was guns are worried it would either be way too brutal or way too arcadey and i i agree it's it feels appropriate for the the game style they did a good job yeah. on that uh the guns are the gun pickups are kind of tiered you know gray gray green blue purple gold it's the amount of attachments that are on the weapon um it's so there are variants that you might find in the armory that you pick up, which makes it pretty interesting. Um, there's not attachments that you would pick up for weapons. However, there are you're, you're farming cash throughout the match, and you can do that by picking it up, by killing other players and taking their cash, or by doing contracts that you find around the map. And you're stockpiling your cash because you can go buy score streaks. You can buy uh, uh, essentially a care package. Um, your score streaks are single use. Uh, and it, it's can be very, very useful to have them, but they're single use and they cost and you know, a significant amount of money. On the score streaks, it is cluster strike, precision strike, and is there one more or are those the only? Yeah. I can't remember if there's three. Or if it's just, it, it doesn't have like all of them. You're not, you know, yeah, but, calling in a, a chopper or something. Yeah, you're not going to get a chopper gunner or a gunship or white phosphorus. Um, you can also buy it, armor plate bundles. Um, the care package is essentially a loadout selector, so you can drop it. Um, it shows where it's at to everyone on the map when you drop it. It does come down fairly fast. It'll also randomly drop them throughout the match. You don't have to call them in because they're pretty pricey. I think they cost like 4500 Um, but it allows you to select your custom loadout. And when you do that, it also gives you your perks on that custom loadout. It's the only way that you can get perks in the game. 
Um, but they, they can be a game changer for sure. Um, they've told some of the perks out as well, where they have a different effect for Warzone gameplay, um, which is pretty neat. Um, and then on top of that, uh, if you, if you go down, uh, you get sent to the Gulag, which is the 1v1 gunfight map, um, in the base game. And you, 1v1 another player that has been knocked out of the game. Um, if you win that fight, you redeploy. Um, your shirt back down to your pistol. Um, you can land on your body and get your stuff if you want. You can land with your team. You can land anywhere you want. Um, outside of that, the second time, if you go down again um, and are killed out completely, then your team has to spend $4,500 at a buy station to spawn you back in. That can be done in an infinite amount of times, um, which is kind of neat. Um, it puts a little bit of a spin on getting teammates back in uh, and it can be useful. There are also times we played where it's just, it sucks and it's not going to work if you get back in. Um, sure. The strategy could go one of two ways, land on your body or with your team and get your stuff back or just stay the hell away from them. Cause it's not safe to drop where they're at. Um, link back up later. Uh, but that mechanic uh, is one that I think Josh was specifically worried about. Um, yes. I didn't, Feel that uh, worry that Josh had. I'll let him explain it a little bit to you. But we also haven't played, you know, a whole hell of a lot, and it could be something that that gets wonky. Yeah, you know, in the long term. Um, before we jump into that, though, I just want to finish that out. You know, you obviously you kill other teams, um, you knock all three members out. Um, you know, that team's gone uh, if they if they don't win their gulag fight. Uh, but. It, the zone closes just like in your other battle royales. It's like a toxic gas. Um, you do not survive very long in it whatsoever. No. Um, you can get a gas mask that gives you about an extra five to 10 seconds. I can't remember exactly what it is uh, where it doesn't do any damage to you. It doesn't affect your armor. It directly hits your health. Uh, so you kind of got to be really cognizant of, of where that zone's at, how far away you are um, and all that. Uh, the vehicles feel pretty good. Uh, they don't feel overpowered in any way, shape, or form. Um, they can be pretty dangerous to be in at times. Um, Should a helicopter yeah, I mean, get locked on with right with all with the rocks and stuff because you can get your custom loadout. So it's nothing for somebody to have a, a Strella or something. You know those helicopters. I, I was I was a little nervous to get in one. You know because I had a rocket on my back. I was just waiting for one of those fucks to fly over me. Um, and what's what what is cool though is that you can calibrate think more immense in this game than any other battle royale um so you can you can get to some really really high places uh skyscrapers or you know the top of some mountains and cliffs um and you can redeploy your shoot when you jump at any point um so that's kind of nice if you know you're, you're taking a lot of damage in a helicopter you can jump out um you can also get killed while you're parachuting so obviously there's there's a risk reward there uh but no i i i think Overall, uh, the concept is solid. There wasn't a lot that that I disliked, other than I I still feel like I would prefer it to be if I give me duos, yes. And give me a four man squad. I think that it, with a little bit of tweaking, they could support two hundred people on there, um, and you could do you know fifty squads of four. I, I I don't I just don't see any problem with that. Um, but three is just such a weird weird number. It's been my problem with Apex the whole time. Great game. You know, mm -hmm. there's just not that often. It's usually there's either four people that want to play or there's two people that want to play. Uh, sure. It just seems to right. be kind of how it goes. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll let you guys talk a little bit on it. What, you know, what your experiences were so far, or if you want to break it down a little bit further. I'll touch on the, what you were alluding to on, on my concerns. So before I, I played it and I, I'd watched some people play some rounds, I was leery of how the, the revive system worked just because on um, when I was spectating watching people play these rounds so often one guy gets killed then he goes to the gulag by the time let's say he wins that fight and gets redeployed well one or both of his teammates has probably been killed and so if he lands in about the same area now he's by himself again and he might be fighting that same team or you know he's trying to get to a different area and it seemed like whenever I was watching it there was so much time where the squad was not together they were just trying to get everybody back in. Um, and I was like, man, that seems like something that's going to get tired fast. Um, and after playing it and spending, I, I, you know, I still think it's something potentially like if you played this for months, 
it might feel like it's breaking up the rhythm. It's breaking up just the team play and the flow of things. But that wasn't really my experience last night. Last night, to me, it added a very unique amount of tension because it was like, shit, now I'm the only one alive. I've got to go find a way to make cash. I'm going to go do these missions. I'm going to go do this type of stuff and try to get you know at least one of my guys back in. Um, it, it adds a, a sense of urgency and drama to the game that I think helps it carve out its own identity. Also, just like the smoothness, like that's a pretty complicated system to have when you're knocked to go to another arena to fight. So like that, all yeah. that is very seamless. And I was very impressed with just the, the performance side of that because that, that's that has to be a very difficult mechanic to incorporate. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so in short, like what I thought was not really the case as, as I played it, but I, I still think that that may be an issue. The, my other two things that I'm like, I don't know about that. Because of the vast verticality of the game, knocking people in high spots, I don't know how people get off of roofs, but it seemed like we got in fights where we knocked people on a roof and they were able to get down. I don't know if you can redeploy your shoot going on the back end when you're in a knocked state or something, but I, I noticed in one particular fight, there was this just this weird thing where we knocked people on a roof, both of them dropped down, we're back up. I just... That seems like that could be kind of an issue um, on just trying you to clear buy self-revives too. I mean, it was, that, it was possible yes. that they... It's possible that they had know. that. That's a good point. Um, and then the other concern I have is on the score streaks. I don't really have a problem with them being in the game. I just would like them to be restricted. Like you can't use them when there's only two zones left or something. Because a potential problem I see is people hoarding those and just dumping all the score streaks when it gets to final circle. Um, and, and that seems dumb to me. Like that seems like a broken skillless kind of mechanic that, that could be abused. Um, yeah. But beyond that, man, guns felt great. The loadout stuff, like the what, like I have no issue with just like, uh, you know, something feeling overpowered or busted or something like it, it feels very fair and you're given enough options to customize your loadout and bring in stuff. And, Oh, overall, I loved it, man. I was really impressed. My biggest concern was how do you take the low time to kill of Team Deathmatch, for instance, or just the general PvP, and translate that to a BR where it's or a uh, you know where it's not just completely fucking miserable and you're just getting brained. So I, I was I was glad to see to see how the armor plates worked. You know what I'm saying, like. You were we, there was once where I think you Josh got fucking brained, got earholed by a snipe, and it downed you in one shot. But that dude had to have cracked you in the head. But right. other than that, like there were several times where we were taking pot shots from a long ways away that in deathmatch, even on just regular core, would have killed your ass. You know what I'm saying? And you survived it, and you were able to get your armor, get to cover, and stuff like that. So like I was, I was happy about that. Um, yeah, the gulag was was great. Uh, that adds a, a fun little side deal and then as far as buying your teammates back i felt like it's i think it's priced right so like it's it's enough that you have to watch your money you know what i'm saying if you're getting close to the end and that's what you want to do um but it's not so expensive that it's not possible you know what i'm saying like you 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 may buy three or four of your teammates back and that's that's perfectly feasible and you still be able to afford uh, armor plate packs and all that kind of shit. Uh, the other thing was like, I love the Ram seven uh, using PV in the, uh, in team death match and shit like that. I spec it for range and it felt just like it did uh, in the others deal. So like the few guns that I'm really sure. familiar with that I'm the most familiar with, I tried out and uh, you can I carry those it. skills over. Yeah. And it's the, yeah. Cause that was, that was one thing like blackout. It was almost like the the balancing felt a little different in Black Ops 4's BR mode versus its multiplayer. And so you might be building these skills in regular multiplayer, but they didn't always translate. Like it just didn't feel similar enough um, that you were able to <laughs> have the same experience in both modes. Whereas this mode, I, I, I do think they've synced that up very well. Yeah, and, and there, there's a healthy, like, mixture in there of those BR moments versus when you get in a firefight, I mean, it feels like a Call of Duty match. Yes. Yeah. Uh, very much so, which I know is just kind of exactly what you just said, uh, but I didn't say it, so I'm going to say it again. <laughs> oh, uh, you're good. But uh, I, I will say one of the coolest things about it is how you get back in the game. 
because you yeah. have that insane anger if you're a normal person when you get knocked and finished off and you're like motherfucker and then you jump in the gulag and if you win that that 1v1 gunfight you're just like it's that rush of, you're jazzed up yeah yeah you're like oh boys i'm coming back in hell yeah you can you can get back in after you die like i never waited more than 60 seconds for my shot at the gulag that was <clears throat> that was another one of my concerns was you would get down and before you got your 1v1 right. fuck i may have to sit here for three minutes before I get my shot. So it looks like there's separate instances even for the gulag. Are, and I, yeah, and so you can get right back in and you may drop in the exact same gunfight. You're the rest of your team's having Now you're going to be crazy under armed, but uh, you know, the other thing that I really, that really stuck out to me was the tempo of it. And Josh, you made a comment of it. There's not a lull. Like I, at least in the little bit that we got to play it since it hadn't been out for, it's barely been out for 24 hours at time of this recording. Um, the tempo is so much faster than all the other BRs. You know what I'm saying? Like as soon as you hit the ground, even if you drop in a relatively low population area, you can hear three, four, five gunfights happening all around you. And some of them are going to be fucking close and you can get there quick, you know? And so, but you can, you can loot quick since you don't have to dick around with attachments on different guns as far as equipping them and stuff. That's one less thing to fuck with. You can just grab your shit and go. You know, so like looting, I didn't feel like looting took up as much of my time uh, as any other BR game. Uh, And not having to worry about meds is so nice. Like just simplifying the inventory, not having to look for specific ammo beyond like this is AR ammo or LMG ammo, SMG ammo. You know, it's just types of weapons. It's not, oh, I need 5.56. This is 7.62, you know, which is fine for PUBG. I'm not saying that's a terrible thing, but when you're just wanting a fast experience and you streamline all of that, it is nice. It's a nice change. Oh, God. Tom Hanks and his wife have coronavirus, guys. What? Oh, no. Yeah, they're in Australia. Stop the broadcast. Tom Hanks is about to start filming a movie, and they, they, they got... Grounded. Damn. Oh, I, I do think it's interesting God. that, Wait, that we... God damn it. Is Rita Wilson Tom Hanks' wife? Yes. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah, it's his wife. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks is having an affair with Rita Wilson, his wife. <laughs> um, so... I think it was probably like the second or third podcast we ever did. We talked about Battle Royale games. And the thing, one thing we said in that is like, whoever can find a way to make dying fun wins Battle Royale. And I think they have done the best job we've seen so far of making dying not that big of a deal. I still think like the rhythm of it can feel off in matches where it's just like, man, we can't all get back together. That can kind of suck. But as far as just the experience itself, I've died. Okay. No big deal. I'm going to focus on this gulag fight. I'll get back in, you know, and if I don't, hopefully a teammate can get me back in. Like, I didn't feel as shitty about dying in that game than I, as I typically. Well, like, you know, Apex came out where you could revive your team and that changed the fucking game, dude. For sure. Literally, you know, and uh, that was incredible. And you're like, fuck now, if it's not over, when it's over, it's not over yet, you know? And so it's interesting how, they took that another step further and gave a second avenue to be brought back in. Mm-hmm. And that dude, that adds so much, man. And, yeah, uh, and it's when you earn, like we said, like it feels good when you, you get hyped when you do it. Like it's, right. it's on you to get back in, not right. the, and you, like your teammates. I feel like the, the, uh, the market boxes, I can't remember what they're calling them, but the, uh, the, the boxes you go to, to purchase your kill streaks and buy your teammates back in. I feel like there's a proper number of those. Like I didn't feel like they were too sparse. You yes. know, like sometimes when you're playing Apex, there's certain areas of that map where you just feel like, fuck, man, I, there's no way I'm going to get this boy back in, you yeah. know, and I never felt like that. There was one game where it was getting close to the end. I think we ended up like seventh and it's just that, you know, what are you going to do? You're close to you're in like the last two circles. But uh, for the most part, you're never too far away from shit. Uh, and I kind of botched that that operation. But, uh, you know, even coming in like I came in Brooks and me and Adam were playing. Uh, that last round, we ended up in fourth, and I dropped in. Couldn't have been past. There couldn't have been two more circles left, and I didn't have very much ammo, but I still got a couple of kills off of it, and that was a fucking hoot. You know, like I dropped in with my pistol and just uh, meleeed some dude to death who had clearly just dropped in. 
I just snickled up on him. You know, like it was even that was fun. You know, like yeah. And you get I got waxed by a whole squad, but what are you gonna do? You know, I don't know. I was <laughs> overall I was just very impressed with it. I mean, most of my concerns have been uh, mitigated, at the very least. I mean, it's one yeah. that that I'm excited to play again. You know. Yeah, I agree. Josh, that cough sounds kind of nasty, man. You, uh... yeah. I mean, I don't think it's anything. Uh, you know, I was hanging out with my buddy uh, Tom and his wife Rita recently, and they had a little bit of a bug. But um, I, I think it'll be all right. I'm within all right. six feet. <laughs> um, well, cool. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone is free to play. You do have to download the full Call of Duty game to play it for whatever goddamn reason. So, uh, if you do not have Call of Duty Modern Warfare, you're looking at about 90 sweet gigs Jesus of, of a download, which uh, that seems bad. Hopefully, they fix that. But, um, yeah, overall, super impressed. If you're interested, Again, it's free to play. Won't cost you anything. Not been tried out. Um, it is I think cross-platform, though. It it's is cross-platform. Cross-plat- we didn't run into any of those problems where we were clearly getting waxed by some dude on a mouse and keyboard, but I feel like that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Maybe be leery of taking the, the snipe fights because <laughs> the guy, guy on the other end you know? might, might and, have a PC. Uh, um, yeah, so. Anyway, I think that's a wrap, boys. Brooks, why don't we end the episode as we end every episode? Tell the good folks at home what's in the box this week. Well, we got a letter from Kyle. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, boy. So I'm just going to dive right into it. Uh, Kyle says, uh, dear friends, I, I hope that Call of Duty's new Battle Royale is treating you well. While you're hitting up the sticks, I'm in a Battle Royale myself down here in Florida. I've been forced into some type of ice <laughs> detention center-esque quarantine zone <laughs> and I'm fighting for my life. Please send monster energy drinks and toilet paper as there are none to be found in any of the local shops <laughs> with love, Kyle. Oh uh, so God. it looks like we'll be, uh, we'll be uh, embarking on a rescue mission again. Kyle seems to get himself into these situations. <laughs> can't cancel the flight. Stay at home. Stay at home. Motherfucker. I, I, I would love it if they discovered that monster energy drinks were the antidote to the coronavirus. Oh, dude, yeah. But, like, you had to cut the sleeves off of all your shirts before, before it, like, would affect you. Jesus. Wouldn't that be it's great? Just, it's just gypsum dust from drywall. Uh, God, that would be fucking fantastic, man. You dude, have to just one ear. Yeah. Here's one ear. Oh man, just yeah, just we'll crushing play. monster energy drinks at the nursing home with all the infected. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> oh lord. All right. Well, you know, as we always say, game on boxers, uh and fu- don't touch your face and wash your nasty fucking hands. Mm-hmm.